the sacrifice of God or a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands repaired the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Psalms 141 on page 517, and Psalm 146 on page 522. Lord, I call upon thee, haste thee unto me, and consider my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, and keep the door of my lips. O let not mine heart be inclined to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in ungodly works with the men that work wickedness, neither let me eat of such things as please them. Let the righteous rather smite me friendly and reprove me. Yea, let not my head refuse their precious balms. As for the ungodly, I will pray yet against their wickedness. Let their judges be overthrown in stony places, that they may hear my word, for they are sweet. Our bones lie scattered before the pit, like as when one breaketh and heweth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes look unto thee, O Lord God, in thee is my trust, O cast not out my soul. Keep me from the snare that they have laid for me, and from the traps of the wicked doers. Let the ungodly fall into their own nets together, and let me ever escape them. Psalm 146 Praise the Lord, O my soul, while I live, will I praise the Lord. Yea, as long as I have any being, I will sing praises unto my God. O put not your trust in princes, nor in any child of man, for there is no help in them. For when the breath of man goeth forth, he shall turn again to his earth, and then all his thoughts perish. Blessed is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, and whose hope is in the Lord his God. Who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is. Who keepeth his promise forever. Who helpeth them to right that suffer wrong. Who feedeth the hungry. 
The Lord looseth men out of prison. The Lord giveth sight to the blind. The Lord helpeth them that are fallen. The Lord careth for the righteous. The Lord careth for the strangers. He defendeth the fatherless and widow. As for the way of the ungodly, he turneth it upside down. The Lord thy God, O Zion, shall be king forevermore, and throughout all generations. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of Exodus. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled, at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. On the first day there shall be a holy convocation, and on the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation for you. No manner of work shall be done on them, but that which everyone must eat, that only may be prepared for you. So you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this same day I have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as an everlasting ordinance. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. For seven days no leaven shall be found in your houses, since whoever eats what is leaven, that same person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a stranger or a native of the land. You shall eat nothing leaven, in all your dwellings you shall eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families, and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. 
and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your house to strike you. And you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you, just as he promised that you shall keep this service. And it shall be when your children say to you, What do you mean by this service? That you shall say, It is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel of Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. So the people bowed their heads in worship. Then the children of Israel went away and did so, just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Here beginneth the 16th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. But if it is fitting that I go also, they will go with me. Now I will come to you when I pass through Macedonia, for I am passing through Macedonia. And it may be that I will remain or even spend the winter with you that you may send me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. And if Timothy comes, see that he may be with you without fear, for he does the work of the Lord as I also do. Therefore let no one despise him, but send him on his journey in peace, that he may come to me, for I am waiting for him with the brethren. Now concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urge him to come to you with the brethren, but he was quite unwilling to come at this time. However, he will come when he has a convenient time. Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave and strong, let all that you do be done with love. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, 
in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. They give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ's only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> morning to all. In our... Our, our chapter today from Exodus is really significant uh, because it frames something in the first verse when, or the beginning of the chapter where, where God says, this, this shall be the beginning of months for you. So it, it gives the, the point that um, 
what's about to happen, the exodus and God's role in saving the people of Israel from the plague in Egypt by the Passover is the formative historical act by which the nation is defined. And, and so from, from, now, from now on, they will mark their time beginning with the idea that they will have the Passover, they'll remember their slavery and remember God's deliverance of them from that slavery and, and creating of them as, as the unique people of God through this act of salvation. And um, <clears throat> so, so that, that and, and in the Jewish tradition, the Passover, the later on the rabbis talked about when, that when each generation celebrated the Passover, it was as if the people of that generation themselves set their feet on the bottom of the Red Sea. So the historical remembrance in Israel was never just, hey, remember that thing God did for us. It was always the, the, the celebration of the memorial feast was always the way by which the present generation was united with the original generation in the saving acts of God. And this explains, for example, why you know, in the prophets, like Jeremiah will say to the, the people he's talking to, you know, <clears throat> I, I saved you from the land of Egypt and I did this and I did the other thing for you. But Jeremiah is talking, say, 600 B.C. and the Exodus was 1400 B.C. But be, through the, through the con continual celebration of memorial feasts by which the current generation was united with the initial generation, <clears throat> they, they were united in a common narrative and story. And it transforms the, the, the experience of Israel here from one of mere suffering, tragic, futile suffering, into um, a focus on the deliverance of God, the, the, the salvation that God, that God brings. This is the backdrop for um, Monday, Thursday, next, next Thursday, when Jesus with his disciples celebrating the, the Passover meal, takes two aspects of that meal and gives them new meaning and focus. He says of, 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 the, of the bread, uh, this is my body, and, and of one of the Passover cups, this is my blood. And it's interesting how it mirrors the, the, the timing of this whole narrative in Exodus that the God institutes the feast here in 12, and then 13 will be the enactment of it in the sacrifice and the act of Exodus. So Jesus on Maundy Thursday establishes the feast, and then Friday, on Good Friday, offers himself as the sacrifice. And um, the connection between the lamb of, of Exodus 12 and Jesus as the lamb is, is made um, perhaps most profoundly in Revelation chapter 5, where St. John is caught up into heaven and he sees the lamb as though it had been slain. And, and this lamb who is, <clears throat> who is Christ, as though it had been slain, he's the living sacrifice because his death is once for all. Every year they had to redo the Passover again because, the, because that blood availed for the moment of the blood, but then you needed a subsequent thing to cover you in the blood for, subsequent, um, for the subsequent activities of the nation. Uh, here, Christ is a living sacrifice, and we perpetually in in the Eucharist remember that sacrifice and um, participate again in its saving works. So our own sense of of baptism, 
and Eucharist is is inherited from the Jewish idea when we when we celebrate these things, we're we're uniting ourselves with the initial saving act. So we're baptized into the death of Christ. We're buried with him and raised with him. And in the Eucharist, we remember again the cross and, and experience again that salvation. And this is how the Eucharist has these three time frames of remembrance in the past, experience in the presence, and anticipation in the future. And the really significant thing about this for our, or another significant thing for um, our time is this therefore became the centerpiece of Israel's story. And one of the problems in our culture with Christian faith, it's been um, disconnected from the story of people's lives. In other words, people live through winter, spring, summer, fall, uh, the New Year sale, the Memorial sale, Fourth of July and Thanksgiving, and their lives tend to be narrated by these events in time. And we try to take Christian faith and bring it into that time. The only way we can live as the people of God in the way God intended is not to, we don't live through winter, spring, summer, or fall. We don't live from this sale. We live as people who, who um, you know, in, in, the, in the church year, this really is the center of the of the months for us, the Passover, the celebration from Easter, everything before it prepares for it. Advent prepares for Christmas. The incarnation is is the sort of raw material, shall we say, God becomes man and the necessary preparation for Good Friday and Easter. But but as we form our lives, we live in our lives of prayer in lives narrated by what God has done is doing and will do in our lives we live as the people of god in the world and the more our lives in the world become disconnected from the central story of what god is has done is doing and will do the more we get caught up into the values of the world and and the distractions of the world and it is why this is so important that just as he said this will be the beginning of months for you and your national identity will be defined by your participation in the, in the way I've saved you. So as Christians, we can't really live as Christians in the world unless we root our lives in the time of God and not in the time of the world and in the narrative of God and not in the narrative of the world. And that's what we're doing here in the daily offices and our celebration of feasts is so central to forming us as, as God's people and experience again the power of what he did what he is doing and what he will do. So a few thoughts about today's lessons or lesson. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, 
giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Have a good day every day. Bye, kiddos.